Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brett Nearly and you're listening to the Sports Roundup Show here on the podcast. Now, it's been 13 years since Leitrim hosted a game above Division 4 level in the Alliance National Football League. And yesterday, Cork were the visitors to Avancard Park, Sean McDermott, to make sure that record was finally settled off once and for all. It wasn't to be Leitrim's day, though, with Cork running out 115 to 9-point winners on the day. But that probably doesn't do Leitrim a service. Most pundits, and we've talked about it enough on the show, would have put Leitrim's chances at taking anything out of the opening two games at close to zero. But a point from Derry and a fighting performance yesterday in Avancard Park, Sean McDermott, has absolutely put Leitrim into a really good position, both in terms of points, but also in terms of team spirit and morale within the camp, ahead of some winnable games over the coming weeks and two months. It's... uh, it was an interesting game. Leitrim went toe-to-toe with Cork for the first 25 minutes to half an hour. Score for score, they matched them. And at that point, they made two fantastic saves at either end. Dermot McKeon then pulled off two fabulous one-on-one saves from the Cork forwards, while Dara Rooney had two fantastic opportunities, but saw amazing stops from the Cork goalkeeper to keep both teams in it up until that point but then a couple of unforced errors saw Cork capitalise and really punish Leitrim uh, by scoring 1-2 unanswered in the last five minutes of the game to go in with a six point lead one six to three points at the interval it wasn't to get much better in the second half despite losing a player to a sin bin for 10 minutes in the middle of that half uh, Cork never really looked like relinquishing that lead and they finished the game the stronger 115 to nine points it was a good performance from Leitrim. Let's hear from Terry Highland and my man of the match, Dermot McKiernan. Terry, what are your thoughts after that game? Well, I suppose I have mixed thoughts, you know what I mean? As I said to the other lads there, I thought that we started well, we walked hard. Okay, we, we probably played again a second week in a row, we played into a strong breeze, but I thought we had coped pretty well. Uh, you know, we got to the 22nd or 23rd minute, somewhere around that, and then we coughed up 1 2 0 1 3 cheaply after that, and that really cost us the game. It gave them a gap, it gave them a little bit of a cushion, and you know, they could do things then differently in the second half than they would have needed to do if we had kept it to a 1 or 2 point game. That last 5 10 minutes before half time, it didn't come back to bite us against Derry, but it happened again today. What do you put that down to? Uh, well, what do we put it? Elementary errors. We just made we made errors that you know we shouldn't have made. Uh, uh, it's as simple as that. We give a ball away too cheaply. Uh, you know, I did felt maybe we were maybe a little bit more in our shell today. Maybe it's the fact of a home game, or maybe when you're on the bus and you're away for half a day, the thing is different. I don't know. It's just it's it's it's, it's small margins. It's very hard to pin them down exactly what it was. But you know, I mean, there was no reason. But as I said, we did compete very very well for the first 20 25 minutes. People say, okay, they had two goal chances, but we also had two goal chances that we didn't take in that period as well so I would call that a balancing act and you know it all probably swung on them four or five unforced errors I think we had about 15 or 16 in the first half and that was too many in the game and you cannot give the ball back to the opposition that often that easily because it's going to kill you In terms of where the league is now we're two games in most pundits and neutrals would have had us on zero points at this stage of the season in their expectations we have a point on the board five games to go five games that we really should be able to compete in you must be relatively happy with how the first two games have gone in reflection yeah well look at the lads were just saying there about some of the results and the problem with now it is it looks like a dangerous league in that possibly Cork 
of the team that probably will go on to head it if they play as they has been playing so far. And I'm sure they'll have a blip somewhere around the line. But then everybody else is fighting it out. And I was saying to the lads there, it's one of those leagues where you could get promoted in seven points and you could get relegated in five. So it's, they're, they're, they're dangerous leagues, those. But you know, at the end of the day, that's only Matt's we're talking about. It's about next Sunday. It's a bit long foot, it's a bit every game at a time because you can't accumulate unless you start winning and that's the first thing we have to do, we have to start winning. A couple of injuries creeping in there as well, a few players came off, Jack Laheny seemed to get a knock on the head, Fergal McTague had a sore leg when we came off, what's what's the prognosis in that? Well again I haven't got in to see them as yet, uh, Fergal looks like a dead leg, as you rightly said Jack took a heavy hit in the, in, in the middle of the pitch, uh, you know we'll have to see where they're at. Um, that's what it is, but that's what we have a panel for. That's why lads are about, you know. Unfortunately, if they are not fit to partake next week, somebody else will have to step up. In terms of the goalkeeping position, it looked like a problem three weeks ago when Zerman McKiernan came off here against Roscommon. You've got Brendan Gookin back in the team. Sorry, you've got Brendan Flynn back in the team. <laughs> Apologies. And uh, also killing Gaffey there as, as a third choice. It looks pretty strong in depth now. Yeah, well, that's the way it goes, you know what I mean? To be fair, uh, Brennan and Killian come in. Killian, uh, Gaffey is in with the under-20s. Uh, you know, we're bringing him in to get him in with a little bit of coaching. He's a young fella, very promising young fella. And unfortunately, also, I think the soccer fraternity is looking at him as well. But look, that's a sign that he's a good lad when lads are looking at a lad like that. And Brennan has come back in as well, which is good. For, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what you want. You always have to have good backup. And we have that at that point, at this, you know, this juncture. Sometimes you learn more in defeat than victory. What uh, what did you take out of today's game? What are the positives you'll bring home from that? Well, again, I go back to our probably our battling and the end. You know I mean, we still come up and we kick the point at the end of the day, and when we've got to give up Craig Shane Quinn, and how Shane Quinn actually played very, very well, well all through. I thought he was our best player, and he worked hard. It's just again a communication thing that we have to work on, and we have to you know want to get on it. I think sometimes there's a psychological thing is or a fear factor that you know if I get on, I make a mistake. Well, you know, I'm in trouble if I don't get on. I don't make a mistake when I'm not in trouble. So, you know, I think just a little bit more bravery and uh, they'll bring these guys on an awful lot. It's a hard luck on the results today, but well done in terms of getting to this stage of the league with a point. Thank you. Jaron McKiernan, what's your thoughts after that game? Uh, look, I suppose uh, we came here with the intention to give a good game to Cork. I think we did at times. Um, they moved the ball well, they held the ball well too, and it just frustrated us at times and, and, and they kicked on. They're a good side, but look, we'll rebuild from what happened today. There's lots of positives in it too. So uh, we'll take what we learned today and we'll move on and hopefully next week we'll have a better result. A lot of goal chances, particularly in the first half. You pulled off two or three one-on-one saves that probably you had no right to do. How much do you know about them or is it just reflexes at this stage? Oh, look, I suppose you're there to get hit by the ball more so than anything else. And that's, that's so you're loose in the head, some people will say to you. But look at you just throw yourself at it and you hope it hits you at times. If, if you've time to react to it and get your get, get set on it, it's good. But look, at you're there to block the ball. And at the end of the day, that's the keeper's role. So it's doing it for the team. It's a team team game at the end of the day. So you have to do your best for them. You slipped over one or two of the kickouts there. Was the ground tough to, to play on today? Uh, it was very heavy out there. Right, yeah, look at I suppose when you're rushing too a bit and the pressure from they put on a, a high press at times and the pressure comes to you. Look, at the underground footing is, pays a factor as well. So... It's something to be worked on the training. Um, I suppose it's it's something to target for the next game and see how we can improve on them kickouts. In terms of the last couple of weeks, you came off injured against Roscommon in the FBD game that we won't talk any more about than that. People were surprised to see you on the starting line out for against Derry last week, but two solid performances. You must be happy with how the league's going from a personal point of view. Uh, yeah, look at I suppose I I took time when it happened at Roscommon. I suppose the AC joint wasn't it wasn't in the best shape, but 
I looked after myself and tried my best to get back for, for the two games, which luckily I was enough to... Look at you're there to, to perform for the team, and we, we've put in two solid performances, uh, a great performance down in Derry, which we were a bit unlucky about, uh, a bit upset that we didn't come away with two points. But look, at it's something to build on. There's lots of positives out of the two games, and it's, it's something to look forward to for the rest of the campaign. Brendan Flynn back in the squad on the bench for today. Killian Gaffey's been impressed at under-20 level. Uh, do you feel a competition there breathing over your neck for the number one jersey? Yeah, I suppose, look, the competition is great. It, it drives you on to, to get better and to improve, and that's what you want. If you're not fighting for a place, there's no point getting uh, relaxed about it or complacent, so there's good to have, have good boys behind you pushing you on to, to keep you going. Longford next week, what's your thoughts going into that? This is kind of where most pundits would have figured our league really starts with those first two games. We're one point up, people probably didn't expect it, but yet we find ourselves going into that Longford game with maybe the possibility of kind of putting a, a bit of space between us and the bottom of the table. Yeah, look, I suppose the, the, we were written off in the first two games and we surprised a lot of people down in Derry, but I suppose within the group it, it wasn't a shock to us that, that we were capable of doing what we're doing. Um, Longford is, is I suppose, it was a set, set, a set target of two points there. It's a, it's a chance for us to get the, the uh, first win of the league, first uh, win in Division 3. So it's something we've set our targets on. Uh, we'll work and train for the next week hard, put our heads down, work and focus on Longford, and that's all we can do and hopefully perform on the day. Well done today. Thank you very much. I think Leitrim can be proud of the way they've attacked those first two games in the league and they've really set themselves up to have a good shout at survival. Something that not a lot of pundits or commentators nationally would have given Leitrim any hope of doing in Division 3 this year. They really have silenced some of those doubters. Uh, it'd be interesting to see how they get on. They face Longford in their next game on Sunday afternoon in Pierce Park in Longford. Well worth going along to see them compete against a team that they have realistic hopes of actually nailing a few points on the league table from. In terms of soccer, all eyes were on Manor Rangers in the Sligo Leitrim Super League top of the table clash with Cartron and they faced their title rivals for the first time this season. Two early goals for Manor in the shape of a penalty from Aaron Hickey and joint top scorer of the league, Robbie Cunningham, put them 2-0 up in the first 11 minutes. But 11 minutes later, they were found themselves 3-2 down. Three goals in 10 minutes for Cartron saw them completely turn the game around, but Manor weren't to be defeated and they came back into the game. Alan Hickey got them back on level terms just before the half-hour mark, before half-hour from the end on the hour he managed to find the net again to put them 4-3 up. A cagey affair for the last half hour before Shane Walsh managed to bag the final goal to seal a 5-3 victory for the Manor Hamilton outfit. It really puts them in a great spot in their league title fight. They have now to play Cartron away and Carberry at home would be the two main key battles they have to face. Two wins in those games would pretty much put one hand and the second hand reaching for that league title. Uh, it's going to be an interesting run into the season for everybody associated with Manor Rangers. In junior soccer as well, Carrick Town in action. Uh, despite Stephen McLaughlin getting on the score sheet, they were beaten in their Premier Division clash with Gertrude and Celtic played in Balasadere because again, same as the B Park, the showgrounds were on playable on Sunday morning so Carrick Town won Gertrude and Celtic 4 and what's proven to be a, a, a tough season in their first year back in the Sligo Leitrim League but I suppose the important thing there is that Carrick Town are back in the Sligo Leitrim League 
great to have a second team in that competition from the county. There was, of course, two other soccer games in the region uh, of note, and that is in terms of pre-season friendlies for our local SSE Airtricity League sides, and both Sligo and Longford in action this weekend. I went down to Athlone Town where Sligo Rovers were the visitors and they came out with a 1-0 victory over Athlone. Ronan Coughlin scoring early in the first half to give them the lead in that game. But the game will be more notable for a Sligo Rovers point of view by some of the bad news that came out of the game. And that was that due to a challenge early in the game, John Mahan was stretchered off and it has been confirmed did break his leg and will be out for a period. So it looks like he will play very little again this season. Uh, Heartbreaking for the youngster from Sligo. They are in a bit of bother with injuries. We'll be talking about that later on in the programme to their assistant manager, John Russell, who's going to tell us all about how they're shaping up for the season ahead. We'll also have a little catch-up with Niall Morhan, Leitrim's own representative in that squad Niall Morahan, it's been a pretty good pre-season for Sligo Rovers. Three wins on the bounce in your fourth game in the in the build-up to the start of the league in two weeks. How's it been going for you? Uh, it's been going well, yeah. Um, it was great to get back in at the start of the season and, as you said, three wins on the bounce. All the boys are happy and it was a tough enough run out today against that loan, but um, a win is a win and uh, we're pushing on now next week to Cabin Teeley. So um, a big week's training ahead and after Cabin Teeley, of course, start of the league, so everyone's really excited. You must be itching to get back into proper competitive games in two weeks. Away to Finn Harps in the first game of the season. Nice local derby to get things going. Yeah, yeah. It's, of course, they're always a good encounter and it's a nice one to get the league going. So we'll be expecting a big performance from ourselves and hopefully we'll get off to a winning start. Let's talk about today's game. 1-0 win, 1-0 uh, scored by Ronan Cockman in the first half. But the game probably most notable for an injury to John Mann. It looked kind of serious. Um, What's the, the prognosis, or obviously, do you know, know anything yet about that? Uh, I don't know. A few of the boys said he was being looked after in there, so a, a 50 50 challenge, and he just came out the worst side of it. So hopefully, it's nothing too serious. Squad looking good in terms of quality, a bit shy, shy in numbers, in ter- looking at the, the squad list and small numbers. Can you afford to take those kind of uh, injuries to, to the team? Uh, not really, no. It is, it's a, it is a tight squad, but they're all good players and. Uh, We'd hope we'd have the majority of them for the whole season, you know. But of course, it's a long season, and you'd be prone to injuries. So hopefully, it's, there won't be anything too serious with any of the boys. On a personal level, how is your own uh, season looking? Uh, it's going well so far. Um, I've played a lot of minutes so far in pre-season. So uh, I'll be hoping to make my way into the starting eleven come the start of the season. Well, listen. The very best of luck. Uh, well done today, and the very best of luck to you uh, when you take on Finn Harps in two weeks' time. Uh, thank you, Bradley. John Russell, assistant manager with Sligo Rovers. Um, pre-season's kind of shaping up nicely in terms of results, but a bit worrying, a bit of injury count is picking up as well, unfortunately. It is, yeah. Um, it was an awful tackle tonight on, on John, and you don't like to see that. I mean, we're telling players before the games, just be careful in the tackles, especially when you're coming on the Astro pitch. Um, so that wasn't nice. We're waiting to hear on the results. Um, I don't know if it's as bad as it looked. Hopefully for our, our sake it isn't, because we've had a few now. Regan went down with a popped his shoulder on Tuesday night, and... Um, Johnny's knee as well he got an injection there so uh, he won't be too bad he's not too far off but um, you don't like to see that early in pre-season you want to keep lads um, fit and fresh In terms of the season's two weeks away how are things looking how's the morale like in the camp? Yeah it's good Um, the lads have worked extremely hard two weeks to go now Um, just getting minutes into the legs um, and getting an understanding of what we're trying to do we're lucky in that we kept the core group from last year and we've added in four or five new players um, and they're just getting used to everyone and getting used to the setup. Um, but no, we're, we're happy enough where we are at the moment. 
a lot of positives going on around the club at the moment. New jersey, new sponsor, uh, a new wall you're building at the back. Taking a bit of inspiration from Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, I think it's something. The club's incredible for fundraising. They look at all different uh, avenues, and it's another another new initiative for them um, to try and get money in. And you know, it is a struggle. The League of Ireland, you know, there's so much stuff going on. We talk of all island leagues and all this, but you know, clubs have to look at other uh, revenue streams and. It's great to see the new jersey come in and a new sponsor and that can only help and um, bring the club on to the next level and um, so hopefully you know for us that we're doing on the pitch and, and training and bringing into the season and that the fans have something to shout about this year i don't want to get you bogged down in the politics of it but in your other life you're a, an employee of the fai on secondment to sligo rovers good news this week in terms of the fai in terms of the fact that there's no redundancies and the game can start to grow again yeah brilliant news um, positive to, to hear that money's going to be put into the into the FEI and um, you know the talk of the last couple of weeks was, was it going to be redundancies and um, you know a lot of uncertainty so it was positive news this week and you know there's a lot of good work I know obviously being a development officer the, the work that goes on behind the scenes like the people would know grassroots at the at the lower levels um, lads are out working 60 70 hours a week helping clubs uh, running courses working in schools um, so to hear that you know those jobs should be safe now is really positive um, and then hopefully there'll be investment into the league and to the men's league the women's league um, because I think we have been neglected um, you know even you hear about the other sports greyhound racing and um, like the money that's been put into football in this country you know it's peanuts really like um, so hopefully it's a new era for for everyone there's fresh faces going in and just hopefully that they can take it to another level of course from a Sligo Rovers point of view Martin Hardy threw his name in the hat for the presidency didn't make it happy to still have him around the club oh yeah I mean uh, Martin's done a great job and you want people in the committee to be around and, and influencing the club and try and get Sligo um you know, to the next level, it's it's difficult. You look at Shamrock Rovers and Dundalk, the finances they have and the structures they have in place. But we're trying to develop not just on the pitch but off the pitch. Um, so the likes of Martin and the guys in the committee, they're doing great work. And um, you know, the more time they have to spend with Sligo Rovers, the better for the club. From a Leitrim point of view, given this is Leitrim Daily, um, Avoncard, the Leitrim-based company, uh, but obviously based across the region, staff from all over the place. How important is it to have a local business on the front of the jersey for a community club like Rovers? Yeah, it's huge. Um, really exciting uh, to see a local local um, company come on board, and obviously Sligo, the league is Sligo Leitrim, you know, and there's a huge catchment area there, and a lot of fans, and you have the likes of Niall Moran, obviously using the first team, which is brilliant. Uh, he's representing the county, um, so brilliant news for the for the club, and hopefully that you know it's a sponsor and a company that really engage with the club, because sometimes in the League of Ireland, you know. The companies come on board and that's it um, but even the early signs from from social media and what they're doing they seem to be driving I think I saw a thing there during the week that all the staff with the jerseys on them and uh, in their offices which is great to see and you're just hoping now that that'll catch on and you know get them down to the games and um, spread the word because for League of Ireland it's that niche you know the same fans that come out and it's it's the people that don't really know about the league so having a, a new kind of company, a fresh company come in, hopefully that will kind of uh, open the doors for other people to maybe come to Sligo and, and, and get behind us. Finally, better talk about the football. Season's about to start in two weeks' time, away to Finn Harps the first day out. What's the prognosis for the season? What's the expectation uh, within the, the squad in terms of how the season will go for you? Yeah, um, every game you go in, we want to try and win. That's the bottom line. Um, as a club, we're trying to build it on and off the pitch um, and 
based off last year, you know, we kind of steadied the ship a bit, but we need to try and improve on, on last year. Um, obviously, points tally, we want to try and get a, a better points tally, um, develop our style of play. I think last year, you know, a lot of new players came in and we were playing a couple of different formations and it took us a while to settle um, and because the players arrived late. Um, again, fitness levels and where they were at and, and understanding their strengths and weaknesses to probably took us the first series of games we had to settle where this year we have a core group of players um, in from the start. So we're hoping that we'll hit the ground running this year um, and as I said, we're trying to win every game we go out and, and we'll see where that takes us. I suppose finally as an Arch City fan when I heard uh, Sligo sign Timu P from <laughs> Finland I was very excited uh, but then I found out it was a centre-back and a left-back rather than a, a striker um, how much the likes of himself and Will Seymour how much will they add to the squad this season? Ah, we've identified them as players that can come in and play in the team because they're not coming in just to make up numbers like you know, we've kept the core group from last year as I said but we identified four or five players that could bring us to the next level and that's that's what we wanted trying to push the club on and um, the likes of Will and Timu, they've been great since they've come in. They're still finding their feet. We're only four weeks in, um, but from what I've seen so far in training and the bits and pieces in the games, they've done really well, and I think they'll do well in the league. Um, and hopefully that will help us going forward. Well, listen, well done today, and best luck for the season ahead. Thanks, Barry. Longford, of course, also in action. Uh, they played host to Finn Harps and the first division side Longford, who look like in really good shape for a, t- a tilt at the first division title this year. They hosted Harps in what's now called Bishopsgate, new sponsorship arrangement in terms of their stadium, but it's done the Strokestown Road. It's formerly known as Flankair Park and then also known as City Calling Stadium for the last few years. It will be known as Bishopsgate over the next season or so. They hosted Harps and they ran out 2-1 winners. Some really exciting new players signed for those and I spoke, caught up with their manager, Dara Doyle, after the game. And I also spoke to an old friend of mine, their captain, Dean Zambra about his experience in Longford over the last few years and how the club is developing and trying to engage more in the local community. Dean Zambra, captain of Longford Town. Uh, nice to be back playing a bit of football pre-season, getting ready for the, the new season ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking forward to it. Obviously, we get a, a big break like with League of Ireland football, so uh, we're always hungry to get back in. So a couple of weeks in now, played a couple of games and uh, good to get a game at home tonight against Finn Harps. Nice to get a win against Premier Division opposition as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to um, you want to do well in pre-season. It's all about performance and, and fitness levels and things like that. But it's nice to get a result. And uh, yeah, it was good to get a first win in pre-season tonight. In terms of the game, how do you think it went for you? Yeah, I thought it was good in the first half. Um, we had a good shape about us, you know. And uh, we knew it was going to be a physical battle against Finn Harps, their style of play. So I thought we stood up to it well. And we played some of our own decent football as well. So uh, particularly the first half, I thought it was good. And uh, you know, Plenty of changes in the second half, but I uh, managed to hang on for the win as well. So, uh, pleasing all around. Team based in Dublin because you train up there, but there's a local element here in terms of Aid Irvin, local guy, and some of the Leitrim lads coming through the underage ranks as well. How important is it to have that local identity within the club? I think it's it's vitally important. You know, you need to have an identity with the town you're playing in. You know, and I think um, myself and a couple of other senior players have mentioned that you know that we need to do more to kind of reach out to the community down here and make the link between the club and the players and the team on the pitch uh, stronger. And obviously, A is is brilliant for that because he's been he's been in the first team the last couple of years and done really well on the pitch. I think when you have a player playing well on the pitch, it brings people out from the town because there's an excitement to, about one of their own playing for their own t- their hometown team. In terms of, this is weird talking to you in Longford because normally when I'm talking to you, it's either like somewhere like Serbia or America. We bump into each other all over the world. But in terms of you, you've been here a few years now. And obviously, you would have grown up in Bray in that neck of the woods. Um, played at Bray. You've moved out to Longford. 
does it kind of feel like a second home to you? Yeah, I suppose it does a little bit, you know, like um, I'd be closing in now on the same number of appearances for Longford as I did for Bray. Still a little bit off that, but not not that far off, you know, so um, it's almost an even split between my, my time as a senior player with Bray. I played a couple of years underage, so um, yeah, it does feel like a, a second home almost and of good affinity with the club, like you know, I know a lot of the people around here now and um, always great people, like rock solid club, so yeah, I love being here, It's it's been great. New sponsor this year in the form of Bishopsgate Stadium name changes as well. Does it get used to jumping around with all the different names? How do you how do you manage to remember where you're playing every week? Yeah, it's well, it's interesting. You know, it's just a kind of rebranding thing here. Like so, uh, yeah, it's nice. Like you know, on the seen on the jersey tonight for the first time. So yeah, it's, it brings a bit of excitement, and I think it's good for the club. Uh, get good investment from Bishopsgate. So hopefully that's a good partnership going forward. Now in terms of the season playoffs last year, can you go one better this year as promotion the target? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, promotion is the target. Like, there's no no point in hiding that. Um, but um, we just need to do our work. You know, we, we felt we could have done it last year, and we were just a little bit short. So we we want to go one better and get promoted this year. In terms of the players that have come in, can you tell us about some of the the players you've been playing with this season that m- might not be that familiar to the fo- followers down here in uh, the Longford Leitrim region? Yeah, well, obviously we've signed Rob Manley, who was the top scorer in the league last year, so um, I think that one stands out initially. Like, um, done really well for Camantili last year. Obviously, the brother of Joe, her centre half. So um, yeah, I think Rob will bring a lot. And um, we signed Joe Gorman, centre half um, from Cliftonville. And Joe's been around, played a number of clubs, played in Scotland. So he'll be one to watch out for as well. And uh, then we've brought in a number of young lads, you know, which bolsters the ranks. A um, couple of different positions there, filled in with, with young players, and I'm sure the crowd will like what they see. Uh, we certainly do so uh, over the course of the season I'm sure you'll get to see what all those players can do First season with Dara Doyle in charge uh, from the start he came in obviously towards the end of last season after Neil Fenn left what difference has it been this season compared to last at this stage of the year? Yeah I think Dara's done done really great obviously he came in the last 6-8 weeks and brought Johnny Martin with him and uh, he, he didn't change a whole lot but he tweaked a couple of little things that I think we, we needed and uh, I thought we looked better then like the last couple of weeks of the season and he's just tried to continue in that vein you know uh, setting out what way he wants us to play and how he wants us to do it and um, it's been good so far in pre-season so we're hoping to keep going and keep learning and keep uh, developing what he wants to do and bring it into the season then when it starts Listen, well done tonight and the tractor here behind us is going he- mad at it so I'll let you go but Dean thanks very much and the best of luck for Dara Doyle Thank it's getting you. close to the start of the season you must be excited first year as the as the main man yeah listen we've uh, three weeks to go delighted to be in a position where I'm overseeing things and managing this group of players and can't wait for it to get started um, at the minute we're not sure who we're playing in three weeks but all I really care about is that as far as we're concerned, we're playing and starting the league in three weeks' time and we're getting ready to prepare as best as we can. Uh, once that time arrives, we're ready and raring to go. Talk to us a bit about that because there's a couple of different permutations that could happen. If Limerick are admitted into the league, you've got this shield competition for a few weeks. If they're not, you may or may not be playing Shamrock Rovers in the first round of the season. Talk us through what's going through the club's head in your own position. Um, from the club's head, from our point of view, we've got to get players ready to play on that date and that weekend, and that's where we're going. As regards the situation itself, it, to be honest, it's a bit of a farce. Um, the way the FAO sent out the second set of fixtures with um, the Shields, and the Shield seems to be nothing really looking at it. They seem to be more or less glorified friendlies. We're in the group in the Shield with five teams, and there's a team idle in that as well. So... To be honest, I, I can't see that shield and that second set of fixtures. I'm more or less looking past them because, to be honest, I think they're ridiculous. I think they're disrespectful to the first division teams. Uh, I think it's plain wrong that they just put that information out without any information of 
how would Shamrock Rovers be in it? What type of players are they, they play? Are Limerick going to be added into it? We just don't know. And I think, like I say, you have the licensing issue on the 6th of February. And I expect to know more after then to see who gets licenses. And, and then I suppose it's up to the FAI to make sure they put best practice in place to make sure that they give their league the respect that it deserves going forward. And I think that's very important. In terms of the group of players that you mentioned, some new additions, some big names, some not so big names in terms of recognisability around the league. Yeah. Talk to us about some of the names that have come in this season. Yeah, well, listen, really happy with the lads that we've brought in. Obviously, you, you mentioned we've brought in one or two big names in the league. We've brought in the player of the year in the division last year, and Rob Manley, who's the top goal scorer. We've brought in James English, who's a noted goal scorer for Shelburne over the last number of years. And We've brought in Dylan Hand from Dundalk. We've brought in Aaron McNally, who was, would, would have been come through their 19s. He's just out of 19s. Eric Abulu from Shamrock Rovers. Uh, Joe Gorman in, who's a very experienced centre-back there. Um, been around, being in the UK, um, being up the north, so we're delighted to get him in. We've youngster Matthew O'Brien in midfield that's come in, who's a really, really bright prospect. Uh, we have Noel Barnes, who's come in on the left-hand side, and he's going to be he's going to be a threat for teams like um, you see there tonight. He had a really good game, and he got himself on the score sheet. So, really, really pleased with um, the players we've brought in. I could probably add one or two more, um, but delighted with the retention of players and the, the players they've added they've added to the strength of the group they're good characters they um they see what we want to achieve this year and listen we're all going in that right direction to to um get what we want this year and it'll take hard work but i feel i have the right squad there to get what we want you came in as an intermediate manager towards the end of last season you got the job and you got your business done really really early in the transfer market has that helped you get the squad settled into the pre-season? Yeah, I believe so. Um, once I was confirmed as manager there, I, I made it my business of going and meeting players really, really quickly, going and sitting down in front of them, talking to them, um, explaining exactly what we want to do, how we're going to do it, and how I saw them players have been a part of it. The great thing with retaining them players and being able to announce them was then when I spoke to new players, I was able to say, look, we have that done, that done, that done. When we add you to our group, we're going to be even stronger. And um, that was great to get that done. So I was delighted to be able to get a lot of business done early, and I think that stood to us. There's a couple of teams seem to be uh, reaching for players this year. Galway have invested yeah. fairly heavily in their squad. There's a couple of yeah. other clubs there as well. What's the uh, the goal for the season? Uh, the goal is to win the league. It really is. I think we've got a really, really good group of players there to receive something special. If we achieve something special this year, it is going to be winning the league, and that's what we want to do. You talked about the um, teams that we have be coming up against. You mentioned Galway, who have invested heavily, and... They um they will be up and there about you. Have Drogheda who were, came very close last year again. You'll have um, Bray who possibly you know may be disappointed with not getting in the playoffs last year. We'll feel they'll have more to offer this year. Cabinteely, I know although they've lost some players, I still expect them to be competitive. And then you have UCD who've dropped down and they're probably at the start of a cycle to be honest. But they'll have some really good players. They'll be well organised. They'll play good football and listen, they'll they could be there or thereabouts. So it is going to be a competitive league and one which we're looking forward to to getting going in. The very best of luck for the league season, whenever it kicks off, whoever it's against, all that to be decided in the week or so when the, uh, the licensing kicks in. Exactly, and really appreciate that. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Now, in rugby, I suppose all eyes are on the Six Nations this weekend. Uh, no local interest there yet, but you never know. It might be something we look at in the future because in under-17, uh, Carrick and Shannon out in action in the semi-final of the league, unfortunately beaten by Carob 29 points to 13 after a superb solo effort by Patrick Charles and the second try from Jack Flanagan. Uh, Mark Lenehan hit a 35-metre penalty into the wind uh, for the 13 points from 
Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club but unfortunately it wasn't to be their day and they just didn't get going until the second half of the game by which point Corrib were already out of sight so congratulations to them for reaching the semi-final and hard luck to those young lads in the under 17 side in Carrick and Shannon for losing out on terms of where they are in the league that's a, a disappointing way to end nobody likes to lose a semi-final And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you very much to all of my guests for their contributions to the show this week. It has been a good couple of weeks for Leitrim Gaelic Games, and particularly for the footballers who I have. I think they've done themselves proud, and they've, and they've upset all of the expectations that were put on them from the outside coming in, and they've really looked like they've, they've gelled really, really well since that defeat a couple of weeks ago in the FBD League. And I have really good feelings about our opportunity to stay up in division three this year there seems to be a really good team morale in the camp and that comes through in all the conversations we're having on the record and off the record with the players that's really nice to see in a Leitrim team and the very best look to them going forward to the Longford game we of course will be talking to uh, some of the members of the squad ahead of that particular clash don't forget the voting for our athlete of the year our sports person of the year awards is open now you have until wednesday to get your vote in and that's all done at leitrimdaily.com forward slash vote if you haven't got the email from us don't forget to sign up to our email list just go to leitrimdaily.com and click on newsletter and put in your email address and we'll let you know when that vote is open so you can have your say and be part of the conversation about who leitrim's sports person of the month will be across the three categories local national and international i'll be back with you later in the week we're going to be talking down and talking about heart math with charlotte mary ray a coach based in county leitrim talk to you then